0: You can't handle the truth Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber You go and do something like this And totally redeem yourself (laughs) You're gonna need
1: a bigger boat Get away from her,
0: you bitch The first rule of Fight Club is You do not talk about Fight Club Trinity and beyond. You decay, motherfucker. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Samuel and Manuel Movie Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Reimer, and I'm Manny Manuel. How the hell are you, Manny? How's it going? Oh, it feels like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. <laughs> even though we just recorded an episode like 20 minutes before this. <laughs> That That's, yeah, how are true. we doing acting natural? Are we are we doing good on our intro? I feel we're doing pretty good. We're doing great. Yeah. People are none the wiser. None uh, the Manny, wiser. please if you would tell the people where they can find us on social media.
1: Oh right. I just did this like fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> they can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Sam underscore Manny underscore movie. Follow us on Facebook at the Samuel Manual Movie Podcast. Email us at Sam podcast at gmail.com Follow us on, oops, I already said that one. You can find us on everywhere you get your podcast on any of the apps like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Luminary, wherever you find your lovely podcast, we're probably on there. And then if you could remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, give us that five-star rating and a positive review. It will increase the profile of our lovely little podcast and allow more people to find this podcast like those people that used to listen to us in Sweden. We
0: miss you guys. Yeah, or had a Swedish VPN. Or true, that's true. Yeah, we're off to a good start. Hey, you got a bad case of the giggles. Yeah, I did have a bad case of the giggles. <laughs> that's what I got. I, I, I don't want to take credit for it, but I shouldn't have told you a funny story right before we got on, like right before we hit record. That's all good. <laughs> I think we're about to have some fun anyways. Yes, indeed, uh, Manny. I understand you. Uh, you've been continuing your uh, your journey on rewatching movies you haven't seen in some time. I imagine that was uh, that was what inspired you to watch uh, the Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm on my uh, 2020 movie challenge. I'm gonna try and watch one movie a week, at least one movie a week that I have either never seen before or I haven't seen in quite a while. So the hunt for the Red October, or the hunt for Red October, is one I hadn't seen in quite a while, and I was happy to revisit it. It's an absolutely f- fucking fun film that makes no sense whatsoever in regards to some of its casting choices. Sam, have you seen the hunt for Red October? I haven't. I've heard it's quite good, though. It is really good. Although the casting of Sean Connery as a Russian sub commander who has a Scottish accent is laughable, but it's still it is actually. Really, really
0: well done, and a lot of fun to watch. That's not what your mother said last night, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> that's always what I will associate Sean Connery with in my head. Uh, and you—that's very, very well worth the
1: connection. I—I I love those sketches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Hunt for Red October. If I, I won't, I'm not going to dive too much into it. It's—it's it's a movie I've thought about adding to our list. Uh, of movies to watch, but that, that list is growing exponentially every time I see something that I think would be fun to talk about. But it, it's it's an absolutely uh, great film uh, from, oh, I think the late 80s, if I remember correctly. Uh, 1990. 90, okay. Uh, as late in the 80s as you can get, apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, it was, it was an absolute joy to watch it. It's, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. And then I decided or committed to something I've been wanting to do for a long time and thanks to my good friend Holly, Holly's going to join me on an epic adventure. So not only am I now committing to watching movies for this podcast, I'm also committing to watching some movies I haven't seen and revisiting older films. Holly and I are tackling the entire MCU rewatch And we watched the first two films. We're doing it in movie chronological order, as in what happens in the actual Marvel Universe chronologically, not in what films were released chronologically. So we started with uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, and then watched rewatch Captain Marvel. And Captain America, the first Avenger... It uh it 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 got me it got me in the feels a little bit because as everyone or not everyone as people that listen to this podcast quite regularly know how much Endgame got me right in the feels seeing some of the parts in Endgame that really hit home with me seeing their origins in this movie uh it, it got me and uh there's a lot of giggles as I was uh, recounting some stuff I'd kind of forgotten about. And it made me, it also made me kind of go back to. I remember seeing this in the theater for the first time, not being that excited about the casting of Chris Evans. And rewatching it, I was just like, I didn't give two shits about Captain America as a character until Chris Evans came along. And it was just fun watching the first Chris Evans performance as Captain America and knowing where it's going to go. And how he makes me feel as Captain America. It was uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, uh, Captain America the First Avenger is one of the few MCU movies I'm still missing. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I'm still missing. I think most of the ones that I'm missing uh, from my list are f- uh, Phase 1. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen Incredible Hulk, Thor 1, or uh, Captain America 1.
1: Oh, Captain America, Captain America, The First Avenger and Thor are definite ones you should definitely check out. Mm-hmm. They're you just it's so great seeing the groundwork that was laid out and seeing these guys put on those roles for the first time. It's yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking for, I, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do an MCU, MCU rewatch for so long. And now having much like much like you in this
0: podcast, I now have a partner in crime that's forcing me to commit to it. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck. I mean, your your list off the top of like all this stuff you're going to have to watch. And I, I we talked about this before we came on air, but with baseball season coming up too, not to mention uh, you have a daughter yes. and a job. Yes. Like, you are a busy, busy man. I am. And it's no wonder I'm single.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cheers to that. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we, uh, we moved on to Captain Marvel. And one of the things I'm, I'm also enjoying is, as everybody knows, I'm a, a movie nerd, and I love to rank things out of five with no half points. Most of the MCU I've already ranked, but rewatching them, I'm going to be either updating my ranking or maybe changing it. And as I was watching Captain Marvel, I just kept going, I'm like, this, wow, this isn't as, as good as I, th- as I thought it was. It has some really great moments and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos is still the highlight of the movie. Uh, but then when I was done, I was sitting there, I was like, oh man, I'm like, this is a three. Like, I can't give this a four. This is definitely a three.
0: Did we both give it a four?
1: I gave it a three. Oh, uh, okay and that's that was what was surprising to me is that i i honestly thought i gave it a four but yeah. I, di- I didn't um let me just double check
0: yeah i honestly can't remember in our discussions about captain marvel i mean that's the downside of doing close to 100 episodes now is i have like zero memory about anything longer than like a month ago on this podcast yeah but... we both gave it a three i just double checked the notes yeah. Uh, but in my,
1: in my mind, for some reason, I thought pretty much every Marvel movie had gotten at least a four for me. But this was this was an easy three. And uh, for those of you interested, you can go back to episode 48 to hear all of our thoughts on Captain Marvel.
0: That's right. All of. Oh, my God. it's a, it's a lot of episodes. That's like 44 episodes ago, if my math serves. Yep. 44 episodes ago. Holy fuck. Uh, I'm, You've been I mean, doing this for a long time.
1: You know what? Maybe I might go back and re-listen to that episode tomorrow now after having watched it uh, uh, so recently. Yeah. So how, was,
0: by the way, this isn't me trying to slyly get in a plug, although it's also going to be that. How, how do you go back and listen to the podcast episodes? I've just been doing it through the website. Uh, I have all of our podcast episodes saved in iTunes. Uh, okay. Because I know that on Spotify only like 10 at a time are are listed. Yeah, most of the –
1: I think the – I think if you only go to our website or maybe through iTunes itself, can you go back and get very old episodes?
0: For some reason, I remember um, trying to go through the podcast app, not necessarily through iTunes, but through the podcast app and not seeing it on there.
1: Yeah, but I have have all of the – obviously, I have all of the actual copies
0: of our episodes. I guess maybe I should – Maybe I should probably send them to you at some point, hey? yeah, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and uh, there's ten listed out on the podcast app on iTunes or on oh, sorry on the podcast app on iPhone.
1: I wonder if you actually went into iTunes itself and to their podcasts because that's how I used to find podcasts is through the iTunes app itself, not not the podcast app, but iTunes itself yeah. like on I'm... my like on my computer. Like, not not through the phone.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to leave enough for myself to check that later because I, I should not be doing tech support on the air right now. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, it was – I enjoyed – i I'm I'm really excited to do this MCU rewatch. I've been wanting to do it for a while, and now that I have a friend who is going to help me go through it, shout out to you, Holly. I know that you've been listening. And um, by the way, Sam, she's actually – She has listened to the episodes before. Uh, She kind of started re-listening again, and uh, she really enjoyed – oh, damn it. I think think it was either the top ten or the Sampas episode that she
0: really enjoyed. Oh, nice. Well, thanks for listening, Holly. And uh, if you steal my friend from me, uh, I'll come find you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, uh, thanks a lot for listening. That's awesome. Yeah, Uh,
1: Sam, you've uh, you've been watching a couple movies as well, apparently.
0: Yeah. So um, I don't know if I've been inspired by Manny Manuel or what, but there's a movie I've been wanting to revisit for a long time that I've only seen once previously. uh, That I didn't really get. It has an excellent reputation, especially for a comedy. And uh, I I wanted to go back and revisit it because I I didn't, I don't remember enjoying it as much as other people did the first time. That's The Big Lebowski. Uh, This movie um, was not particularly popular at the time. This is basically the definition of a cult movie, I would say. This this is a movie that has just absolutely soared in popularity in the years since. And I just remember watching it. I, I remember thinking, okay, it's Coen Brothers, it's a comedy. Uh, it's hugely popular, it's often ranked as one of the best comedies ever made, I'm like, there's no way that I'm not going le- to not gonna not enjoy this movie. And I remember watching it the first time and being like, yeah, okay, that was all right, I didn't really get it. Um, so I rewatched it again, uh, hoping to understand it a little bit more. And I think uh, having gained a little bit more experience with Coen Brothers and t- uh, talking about them on the podcast a lot, I did gain a little bit of respect for this movie. I still don't rank it as like, a super excellent comedy, or even in in my opinion, it's not even one of my favorite coen Brothers movies. But it, it's definitely solid. There's a lot of good laughs in there. There's the, the plot has so many damn moving parts. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love uh Jeff Bridges as uh as the big Lebowski or as the dude. The dude. I guess I should say. Uh, uh, Jeff Bridges as the dude is fucking hilarious. Um especially when you're used to him as like a Western sort of guy like we've talked about him a little bit in roles like um, Hell or High Water, for instance, or, uh, you know, he was also in another Coen Brothers movie called True Grit, which I actually haven't seen. but oh, I have. That's this, so good. I have this idea of him in my head as like this big, tough cowboy. And then he just has this one <laughs> random role as like a big stoner, kind of a loser, unemployed. And for some reason, he's just completely seamless in it. Like he plays it so, so, so well. Apparently all of the clothing that he wears in that movie is actually his own clothing like the costume department Just told him to wear his own clothes <laughs> or something like that um, There uh, you and I were talking before we came on air about uh, John Turturro is so funny as Jesus yeah, or as the Jesus he's so funny um, They're making a spin-off about him which uh, is kind of a questionable decision uh, especially given that neither of us are particularly sure if the Coen's are even attached in any sort of capacity other than maybe like producing, I would imagine.
1: Def, yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like, nope. Looking at the writing credits. uh, Nope. The, it was written by uh, Bertrand, uh, Blyer, Bertrand Blyer, and then based off of F, Ethan and Jill Cohen. So, uh, oh they listed, they're not even listed as
0: producers. Oh God. That's, that's very concerning. <laughs> I am. Can't imagine I'm going to be going to watch that movie. Yeah, it's, it is
1: directed by John Turturro. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I saw the trailer for it. It's pretty rare. Like, as a lot of people know, I don't really... I, I try not to watch trailers, but I, I couldn't resist because I... I I'm i with you. I want to revisit The Big Lebowski. Um. Oh, wow. Looking at this writer's credits, I don't know any
0: of these films. Oh God! This is very concerning.
1: Yeah, and again, if you do, if you watch the trailer for this, there's nothing in that trailer that makes me think this is a movie I want to go see.
0: There's uh, there's one moment in the Big Lebowski that I remember made me laugh my ass off the first time, and I I had forgotten about it, and then it came up again this time, and I laughed my ass off again. It's he's at a pornographer's house. And uh, he's trying to solve this mystery with this missing money and stuff like that. There's again a lot of moving parts. And uh, th- this pornographer gets a phone call, writes something down on a notepad, and leaves the room and t- it says, "Excuse me, I'm going to be right back." And he, do- <laughs> the dude, does this thing where he like uh, uses the side of the pencil to see uh, the uh, to see the indent from. Uh, what yep. am I trying to say? Yeah, he, he's trying to see the indent from the pencil uh, that it left on the notepad. He was not The guy wasn't even writing down a note. He was just drawing a dude with a huge dick. Yep. <laughs> and for some reason, I remember that moment, like, actually cry laughing the first time just because it was so unexpected. And yeah, I got a chuckle from it again. So anyway, Big Lebowski, uh, I think, still kind of perplexed as to why it has the status that it has. <laughs> um as being one of these like cult classic all-time great comedies but nonetheless i enjoyed it uh just not one of my favorite coen brothers movies that would probably go to fargo i guess which Far- is kind of a bo- kind of a boring answer fargo's a comedy i think fargo's a dark comedy don't you like g- yeah
1: yeah i guess so
0: yeah, with all these guys speaking in Minnesota accents, I, I think it's fucking. I think it's a hilarious movie. If it's not a comedy, it's like the funniest drama I've ever watched. Crime drama thriller, according to IMDb. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's surprising. To I, I always think of Fargo as a comedy. It, me- maybe it's sort of like how um, when I think about The Departed, for instance, I think when when we talked about it, I said like it's one of the funniest dramas, and I always forget how much I enjoy that movie as a comedy. Even though, even though it's not one, it, maybe it's a similar idea with Fargo because I always think of Fargo as a comedy. Oh, there's
1: definitely comedic elements in, in Fargo, but I don't, I don't think I would ever list Fargo as a comedy.
0: Yeah, you're telling you're telling me there's nothing funny about a guy being fed into a wood chipper. I
1: <laughs> I died laughing at that scene. I won't lie. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, uh, he died too. Um... The I guess for me, my favorite comedy of the Coen Brothers would be Oh Brother Where Art Thou.
0: Yeah, I just re- recently rewatched that one. I've been kind of on a Coen Brothers kick recently. Um, yeah, Oh, Br- oh Brother Where Out, that was a really good one. Um, I recently re- rewatched A Serious Man. Uh, I don't know what your opinion on that one is, but I really like that it. movie. Oh, really? Oh, no, that's a really good movie, A Serious Man. I recommend it. And then, yeah, uh, Big Lebowski as well. So, yeah, so that was that. And then uh, in preparation for the episode we're going to be talking about today, I also rewatched. Uh, one of the great underrated Tom Hanks performances, in my opinion, that's Captain Phillips. Um, I forgot in this movie just how intense it is from front to back. So for those who don't know, it's about a guy uh, who drives a cargo ship. It's a true story. It's about the captain of a uh, the captain of a cargo ship uh, that gets uh, taken over by uh, Somali pirates. Correct. And um, yeah, it's it's a really intense movie from front to back. Uh, constant sense of stakes um he ends up he ends up being taken hostage in a lifeboat at some point in the movie and the u.s navy or or uh yeah i think it's the u.s navy is trying to is trying to rescue him back and it's a fucking intense movie and there's one moment towards the end which is probably uh my f- like one of my favorite acting moments in a movie in the last decade it's absolutely incredible. It's the medical examination scene. Yep. Uh, um, it's just absolute powerhouse from our boy Tom Hanks, um, which acts as a uh, a nice little transition into uh, the topic of today's episode.
1: Ooh, perfect segue, my friend. Indeed. So Sam and I are doing an experiment. We are doing what we're calling our Hall of Fame episodes. And what this is, is we are going to follow an artist. We have ideas for both actors and directors. Who knows? Maybe we'll even get into composers or cinematographers. Whatever we want to do, the choice is ours. But, Ooh, a
0: Deacon's episode would be sick.
1: Ooh, that would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we're doing is today we're going to go through Tom Hanks' filmography, just his filmography, no TV. And we're going to select his Hall of Fame movies. Now, to make this fun and more difficult, only ten films are allowed in his Hall of Fame. What we'll be doing is we're going to go through uh, we're going to go through Tom Hanks' filmography chronologically. We're going to start at his beginning, and we're going to go all the way up to present day. All franchises are going to count as one film. So all the Toy Story films are going to be lumped in as one, and his Da Vinci Code, uh, his character's name is on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. Um, They're all going to count as one film. Robert Langdon. Thank you. Um, We're going to decide what film belongs in his Hall of Fame, but only ten are allowed in. As we list each film, we can nominate it for entry. Once we've gone through his whole film career, we will see how many have been nominated, and then we'll argue slash discuss which one should go in. Both of us have to agree for a film to be nominated. The exceptions are if one of us has not seen the film, they then can vote it to be nominated, but during the Hall of Fame election to make the 10, the person who has seen the film will have to present a very compelling case. All ten of the Hall of Fame films from Sam and I must be agreed upon. So until Sam and I fully agree that these are Tom Hanks' ten films in his Hall of Fame, this episode
0: will not end. Not going to lie to you, Manny. I'm looking through. This is a very daunting task, looking through at his filmography. I know. Uh, it'll it'll I, go quick. I am not going to be much help to you until around 1993. That's fine. <laughs> so we're going to get started. Here we go, our very
1: first Hall of Fame episode. So we're going to start in 1984 with his first film, Splash. Sam, have you seen Splash? Nope. Okay, I have seen this, uh, but I haven't seen it in a long time. This was a commercial success. I'm going to start off with actually... I want to
0: start off with actually nominating this film. Okay. Are you? You know what I? Uh, I trust your judgment on that because I am well aware that Tom Hanks was a uh, leading man in mostly rom-coms before he became a quote-unquote serious actor, um, and I, I know that Splash is, is one that he was definitely really well known for, at least right off the bat, and it was his debut, and I think. When we think about what the Hall of Fame is, it should probably be like these are the movies that defined his career. These are the movies that you think about when you think of Tom Hanks. So yes. I don't know if it'll make the final cut, but I think it from what I understand about this movie and the role that it played in his career it probably deserves a nomination. OK, perfect. I agree. All right.
1: Next up, <clears throat> same year, we have Bachelor Party. Probably not. OK. I yeah, I have seen I have seen this. Honestly, I probably haven't seen it since the 80s. <laughs> but I don't remember it being all that great, nor his performance being that great. Scratch that one. Okay.
0: The Man with One Red Shoe. Have you seen it? Nope. Okay. Uh, I-, <laughs> I, I'm, I I know you think I was probably speaking in hyperbole, but I literally don't think I've seen a Tom Hanks movie until 1993. Oh, no. I am i didn't
1: think you were speaking in hyperbole. I bet you the listeners might have been, but I'm fully <laughs> aware of how much of – Basically, kind of pre ninety, your filmography is going to be seriously yeah. lacking. It
0: gets, in, it gets very spotty before nineteen ninety. Yeah,
1: it's and that's not that's, just for that's, Tom Hanks; for everyone, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, so that's all right. I I barely remember this movie, so I can't nominate it. Okay. Next up in nineteen eighty five is Volunteers. Scratching that one too. Okay. The Money Pit, I have seen. It's with Shelley Long from Cheers fame. It's definitely a movie I would like to watch again at some point, but I'm not nominating this movie.
0: Yeah, from from what I understand, again, uh, Money Pit. I don't have it in front of me right now, but doesn't it, I remember us talking about this before? It's one of the lowest meta scores of any of his movies, right? Is it? I, oh yeah, that, in that game
1: we were playing, we should revisit that game again at some time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We, you know what I should do is I should actually, as we speak about this on air, I should actually plan a couple. Of those games for you and Rachel next week.
0: Oh, that's that's a fun idea. We should definitely
1: do that when we have guests. Okay. I love that. I love playing some games. Okay. um, I'll I'll try and get something planned. Cool. Okay. Um, Okay. So we're scratching the money pit. Yes. Okay. Uh, Next up is nothing in common. I don't think I've seen this, to be honest. Hey, finally. Finally, one that's missing from yours. Yeah. If I have seen it, I don't remember a thing about it. Uh, so we're definitely scrapping that one. Next one up is Every Time We Say Goodbye, 100% Haven't Seen It. Okay. Uh, next up, in, now we're at 1987. That's Dragnet, and that's with Dan Aykroyd. I remember enjoying this movie somewhat. It's a uh, – do you call it a remake? No. He, they're, It's a film based off a TV show. Uh, Dragnet was a very popular cop show Probably in the 50s or 60s
0: yeah screenplay the screenplay was both a parody and an homage to long-running television series yeah is yeah. what what it describes on Wikipedia yeah
1: if I remember correctly though the show dragnet was not a comedy this was this is uh-huh. basically your buddy cop film and your uh, like like the odd couple. Like one of the cops is really straight laced, the other one's kind of free flowing and fun. That that yeah. was this movie. Uh, which on,
0: which one was Hanks? Hanks was the free flowing one. Dan God, a- what a different what a different time.
1: I know Dan Aykroyd's the straight laced, uh, by the book cops, <laughs> uh, and not saying that Tom <laughs> so Hanks was like cliche. some like some like wild and crazy, like loose cannon. He was just kind of a disheveled kind of have fun kind of cop.
0: God, that that uh, that stereotype is arguably or what's the word i'm looking for the that archetype that's the word i'm looking for the archetype of those sorts of cops is like one of the biggest cliches in all of hollywood there's i'm gonna give bojack horseman a shout out while i can because it's one of my favorites the uh, the officer on that show uh is, he's a cat and his name is Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face and uh, <laughs> and he's, uh, there's a, literally a whole episode discussion on whether he's a loose cannon or he's a rogue cop on the run or like what his direct definition is and there's like a whole debate about it and it's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> nice. Next up we have a film I'm pretty sure we're going to nominate and that's
1: 1998 1988's Big. Oh I have seen this one hey. I'm nominating this film. Yep, agreed. All right. Next up is Punchline. I haven't seen this movie. It's about uh, stand-up comedians. Him and Sally Field, if I remember correctly. That is the weirdest combination.
0: Yep. No, it's not. They reteamed up in uh, Forrest Gump. Ah, uh, yeah, but as as mother and son. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't remember much about it. I don't think it's that good. And I'm not nominating it. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Next up is The Burbs. 1989's The Burbs. This is a guilty pleasure movie. This is a... (laughs) This movie is so much fun. I want to...
0: At a a 45 Metascore, it better be.
1: Yeah, this movie is one that I want to revisit so badly. I'm not saying I want to do an episode on it, but this is a movie I definitely want to revisit. Uh, I remember loving it as a kid, uh, but okay. I, I, I can't bring myself to nominate it.
0: There's nothing worse than rewatching movies you liked as a kid and having them be bad, though.
1: I don't think I honestly don't think this would be bad. I think this is like again one of the very definitions of guilty pleasures. Okay. Uh, next up is Turner and Hooch. There was a little uh, run in the late '80s there of putting uh, guys and dogs together in a movie. There was uh, this Turner and Hooch, and uh, I think actually the movie itself was called Canine, with uh, Jim Belushi and a German Shepherd. Um, oh God, Tur- Turner and Hooch was a, a pretty big hit. I can't say that I would uh, put this in the Hall of Fame, but I do have to, uh, I do have to say that this uh, this definitely made a, a pretty good chunk of change for uh, for uh, good old Tommy,
0: old Thomas Hanks. Well, look, we're not even into like. You can very distinctly divide Tom Hanks's acting career into two phases. The first one that we're in right now is like silly rom-com, like comedy Tom Hanks, and then Philadelphia comes, and then people are like, "Holy shit, this guy can act!" And then he becomes one of the greatest actors of a generation. That, and that's in '93. We yeah. are very much still in the first phase. Yeah. So next up is 1990s, Joe versus the volcano.
1: Now this is the first time that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan appear in a film together. This movie is really fucking weird. I definitely would like to revisit it sometime at some time, but in no way, shape, or form am I nominating this film.
0: What What, what was this one called? Joe versus the volcano. That does not sound good, even from the title. I was trying to find uh, find it on IMDb, too, but I didn't get there in time. Uh,
1: when a hypochondriac learns that he is dying, he accepts an offer to throw himself into a volcano at a tropical
0: island and a long way there learns to truly live. Yep, that sounds like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's difficult for me to understand that this is the same actor we're talking about. I know. This is, this is Tom motherfucking Hanks right here. Yeah. So here we go. The Bonfire of the Vanities.
1: Definitely not nominating it. It is a complete trash film. Okay. Now we're getting into the good stuff.
0: Okay, This
1: is 1992, A
0: League of Their Own.
1: I want to nominate this film.
0: A League of Their Own. Uh, Perfect. Getting this down. And uh, was this one... This is one that we talked about doing for the beginning of baseball season, right? Yes. All right, awesome. Because I have not seen this. Okay. I'm not going to debate... Hey, it's a baseball movie. I'm not going to debate you on whether or not it should be nominated. Okay.
1: A League of Their Own makes the nomination list.
0: So, so far, we're up to three.
1: That's correct. Okay. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, 100% nominating it. Fuck. (laughs) You haven't seen this either?
0: I... I thought that I had either seen one of Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail on TV, like when I was a teenager. But I, I don't, I don't think that I have. Okay, wow. And I even told you to watch some of these, and yet you revisited a movie. Okay, I revisited Captain Phillips because it's good. Sue me. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia. Easy. I think uh, his first Best Actor went... Like I said, this is this movie represents the transition from silly comedy hanks to serious actor hanks so for for that reason alone i think it should be nominated all right i not to mention it it won him the oscar i agree uh next up is forrest gump again that i in my opinion i don't think that's debatable all right makes the nomination list apollo 13 an excellent movie but Arguably not as well known as Philadelphia and Forest Gump. Um, you, I think we need to keep in mind that we still have your, uh, you know, your Saving Private Ryan's and your. Uh, you know, we have a, we have a lot of good movies coming up ahead. I agree, but I still think this should be on the list. I mean, okay, we can we can throw it on the nomination list, but I I promise you it will not survive the first round of cuts. Wow.
1: <laughs> All right, you'll, you're you're okay with me putting it on the list, but this is gonna be one that I'm if. I'm going to have to fight for all right you're going
0: to have to fight for and like look I I'm making it sound like I don't like that movie I think Apollo 13 is excellent oh it's, it's an excellent movie it is an but excellent movie if we're talking about you're walking through the hallway in the hall in the movie hall of fame and you come to the Tom Hanks section and you see him in there with Splash Big A League of Their Own Sleepless in Seattle Philadelphia Forrest Gump you're and Apollo call, 13 hey, hey where, where's Apollo 13 I I, I, it doesn't fall. It doesn't have the same iconography to it. it, I don't it think. It's a best picture nominee. This is gonna get fun.
1: This is okay. gonna get fun. All right.
0: Okay. We'll get there.
1: Awesome. Uh, next up is the first foray into the franchise, and this is Toy Story, which yeah, th-
0: obviously think, should yeah, be nominated. Yeah, Toy Story is gonna be an easy one. All right. And again, uh, we should remind people. I know you said this off the top, but that includes all of the Toy Story films. We're we're calling. Toy Story just one franchise correct
1: yeah Uh, next up is that thing you do I am nominating this film because really yes because we're talking about Tom Hanks he he wrote and directed this
0: okay man I have not seen this but uh, you're going to have to make a convincing case we are at we're at nine we're at nine (laughs) and we have not reached the two thousands yep correct all right. Uh, saving private Ryan. Uh let me
1: think. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be one. <laughs> All right. And episode's over.
0: We've got our 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not how it works. Oh, it's not how it works? Okay. No. I mean, I, this was not my idea, so I mean, if you say it's how it works, it is, but I don't think that it is. Okay. You've got mail. Um I imagine like, I, again, I, this is one that I haven't seen, but okay. I, I understand it's similar sort of idea, like similar sort of tone to "Sleeping in" or "Sleepless in Seattle." Sleeping in Seattle, yeah, uh, to "Sleepless in Seattle."
1: I'm gonna, I, I want to throw it on there just for now, okay? Because I think, I, I think either this or "Sleepless in Seattle" has to be in his Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna, I, I want to put it on there because I, I want to, since you haven't seen either, I have to, I have to kind of, I'm probably gonna have to talk you through both of them yeah and and have your help deciding which one's going to be in there but i can tell you right now
0: i will i'm gonna fight tooth and nail for one (laughs) of them to be in there Uh, i gotta say uh uh, jordan's on the couch in the living room right now watching one of these movies and she just told me which and i can't remember (laughs) okay uh the green mile oh man like i want to nominate it but like in my heart, I know that it probably won't survive against all these other ones. I don't know. What what do you think?
1: I, I'm I'm not gonna nominate it.
0: Yeah, I just don't think it's like even though I love that movie, it's just not nearly as iconic as some of his other roles. I agree. Yeah. Uh Castaway. I'm nominating. I think it. that has to be on there. Yep. There's like Wilson him yelling Wilson has to be one of the most like I, I'm gonna keep saying this word iconic, but it's just that's one of the most one of the most iconic lines in movie history in my opinion. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wilson, I'm sorry. Holy fuck. Oh god, I'm getting I'm getting a little emotional right now. I'm not gonna lie. Can we find an excuse to talk about castaway? Okay, let's throw it on the <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, add it to the ever growing list. Okay. Alright, what's next? Road to perdition. I um I don't think that should be added. Oh really? Fuck. Come many like we're at 2002 right now and look at all these other like we're talking about career defining movies in yeah. my opinion oh, we're damn. talking career defining movies i don't think this falls in excellent movie excellent performance we actually do have an episode on road to perdition that we recorded in person a while ago
1: oh that is true i don't remember yeah. the episode
0: yeah, the neither. other but,
1: episode I forgot to talk about is actually episode 14 where you and I discuss our top five Tom Hanks performances.
0: Yeah, which I cannot remember because that's like two years ago now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, th- this is this is my argument for at least nominating it and adding okay. it to the discussion ever. Convince me. Okay, this is the first time that Tom Hanks steps out of the shadow of Tom Hanks and plays an actual person with a... With He's almost a bad guy. He's an anti-hero, and that's not what you associate Tom Hanks with. Now, your reasoning as a career-defining performance, because we're only limited to 10, Mm -hmm. I agree. It's going to be really hard for the Road to Perdition to make that final top 10, but this is such a departure from everything else that Tom Hanks has done and or has done since. That's my reasoning.
0: Uh, I can see it. I, I think Tom Hanks always plays the good guy. He always plays the good guy. Yes. And he's, he's America's father. Like, even just watching, um, uh, is it Won't You Be My Neighbor? Is that the, yep. is that the one that he was just in? Yep. Um, even just watching that, that was just the most quintessential Tom Hanks role, like, as far as just perfect casting of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so Road to Perdition, I can see just from a perspective of it being, like, against type. I'm okay with it going on the nomination list, but I—I'm not gonna lie to you, Manny. I'm going to be shocked if it—if uh, it makes it through.
1: All right. At least I—at least I got it. I got it. I got it on the ballot. Y- you fought for it. All You're right. good. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're at—we're uh, at 13 films already. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Catch me if you can. Not nominating uh, it. This is this is one that I absolutely love. I love this movie and. I don't think it should be nominated because uh, because it's not nearly on the level of like like when you think Tom Hanks, it's I don't think it's in the top 10 first movies that you think about.
1: I'm sorry. Like when I think of this movie, Tom Hanks is the third person I think of. It's DiCaprio, then Walken, then Hanks.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Christopher Walken in this movie is incredible. So he got nominated for this role. Walken did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so I highly recommend anyone listening right now should check out Catch Me If You Can. It's an excellent movie, but it's not on the level uh, of the other ones as far as, like, cultural significance or significance to Tom Hanks himself. Uh, yeah, not on the same level.
1: Uh, uh, Catch Me If You Can was almost an episode we did once. It really should be. Yeah, I think it's – uh, I can't remember. It was either for Adam or for Mike's first, episode, first appearance on our episode. It was yeah. one that we considered for them.
0: Did we wind up doing like Scarface instead? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Should have done Catch Me If You Can. Goddamn it! I love that movie. I don't. I can't remember who it was
1: for. Like I, it was we did, we did Scarface and Inception for those two, and I can't remember which one Catch Me If You Can was a consideration for.
0: Yeah, but fuck, we need to find an excuse to do that one. All right. Next up is the Lady Killers. Never seen it, but I. I I don't know too much about it. Yeah, you should avoid it at all costs. We're now at 2004.
1: The Lady Killers. It's a. It's a. This is how much of a disappointment this is. This is a Coen Brothers movie with Tom Hanks. What? Yes. How? It is so bad. <sighs> to give you an idea, uh, how bad this is. It also stars. It also stars J.K. Simmons.
0: What? Yes. And it's bad. And it's horribly bad. Well, I mean, J.K. Simmons does not get second billing on IMDb. He, uh, Marlon Wayans yep. gets second billing. Oh yeah, Marlon that, Wayans is yeah. This was that this is was, a concern. Yeah, that is definitely a concern. Yeah, it is is now good. Is now good. <laughs> um. Okay. No, no lady killers. then. All right. The Terminal. Um. From again, not one that I've seen, but from what I understand, uh, often cited as one of the worst Spielberg movies. You know, that's what a lot of people say. I don't know why,
1: but I actually really like this movie. I'm not nominating it because it's definitely not in there, but I really enjoyed this movie. I can see why people didn't like it, but this this movie, I don't know. This movie just, it, I, I I really liked it. I had a really great time watching it. Now, there's <laughs> there are massive plot holes and massive problems in this movie uh, for sure, but this is a movie I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed, The Terminal. But I will not be able to defend it. I am 100% want to make sure I am not nominating this movie. No, 100%. I
0: did not think you were leading up to a yes on this. But I, I
1: can't deny my enjoyment of The Terminal. Okay.
0: Next up, 2004's The Polar Express. I am going to... Ho- maybe Maybe this is the case... There, there has not been one so far that I have seen that you have not. Is this one of them? No, I've seen this. Ah, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I, I'm just been waiting for a movie that I've seen that you haven't. Um, I don't think this should be added. Oh, I thank God. To say, this was when I was a kid, one of my favorite Christmas movies. As I've gotten older, I, I don't think it's aged particularly well. Oh, I, I think I, I hated this movie when it came out. Oh, really? Oh yeah. I, I loved I, it when I was like, I was, uh, how old would I have been? 2004. Or it would have been eight when this movie came out. Okay. I can understand as an eight-year-old why they would like it. Yeah. uh, It it is not aged. As I have gotten older, this movie has gotten worse. It is creepy as fuck. The CGI does not hold up. CGI doesn't hold up. I like the soundtrack. I like some of the songs. I like uh, the song When Christmas Comes to Town. I think that's a very, very jubilant one. Would not be able to tell you a single tune on that song. (gasps) Yeah. Um, And then Tom Hanks plays three characters in that movie, and none of them should be in consideration for uh, his Hall of Fame. All right. Next up is The Da Vinci Code. And again, this will be considered as a franchise, right? Correct. So The Da Vinci
1: Code, uh, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. These are all being lumped together as the Robert Langdon trilogy. Uh, I... The RLEU? Yeah, I, I can't nominate it.
0: Okay, I haven't seen these. Okay. So I just want to say, for um, just to play Devil's Advocate, that isn't like, don't you think, like, this trilogy was, like, an important defining part of his career, though?
1: No, I don't. You don't? I, I think The Da Vinci Code was a massive, massive success, both the book and the film. Okay. But I. Don't believe that anybody, when they think of Tom Hanks, thinks of the Robert Langdon films.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight tooth and nail for this because okay. again, I haven't seen it. I just thought I should at least offer uh, a contradictory view. I also should. Uh, I think Jordan would be mad at me if I didn't at least note here that uh, Dan Brown is a terrible author. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just want to plant a flag there. I, haven't, I haven't read the books, so. I, Nor I, have I. I. So I, I just know she would like me, for, like for me to say that. Okay. Well, then
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna jump on the, the, the Jordan bandwagon. Fuck you, Dan Brown.
0: Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> Next up is Charlie Wilson's War. Can't nominate it. Sorry. Don't Never seen it. No, don't care. Definitely seen it. Definitely not worth it. Uh, here's a movie, as I was preparing for this, uh, called The Great Buck Howard. Never heard of it. Never
0: heard of that. 63 Metascore. 63 Metascore, hey? Let's see. What? Uh, Colin Hanks and John Malkovich and Tom Hanks on third billing. A
1: young man, much of the chagrin of his father, becomes a new assistant to an illusionist in
0: decline. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. 63 meta score. Oh wait. Not, oh, not making, Colin. Not making Hank. the nominations.
1: All right. Wow. Colin Hanks, Emily Blunt, Ricky J, Steve Zahn. How the fuck Adam Scott? Jesus Christ. Hmm. 63 meta score, so maybe it's not all that bad. But never heard of it. Can't do it. No. Uh all right. Angels and Demons uh, that's part of the, uh, the... Robert Langdon, so we are on to Larry Crown. Can't do it. Uh, it is uh Tom Hanks' second directorial uh, offering. I barely remember it. I know that it had him and Julia Roberts in it. But I don't remember it being that good.
0: Forty one metascore. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have Man, to this is it is like, I didn't even, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not going to, I didn't realize that Tom Hanks had done direction, like, this much. Yeah. Uh, And the two that we've talked about so far uh, have not been well-reviewed. Yeah. I think, I mean, this is just pure speculation, but I wonder if it has something to do with his mild temperament. Just the fact that, like, he, I i would struggle to see him as, like, a director, as a guy who, like, knows how to tell people what to do, because he just seems so nice.
1: Yeah. I, I won't lie, That Thing You Do, I love that movie. Mm. It's such a throwback to to older films. That Thing You Do is a movie that I have definitely considered having you watch as an episode.
0: Yeah, unaware of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Larry, oh, we did Larry Crown. Uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Never saw it. Heard it was major Oscar bait. I I heard it was horrible, but if I'm not mistaken, I think it did get did it get nom I think it got nominated for best picture.
0: I think this, this was one of the it was one of the first years that they expanded the nominees. It was like the second or third year. Yeah, uh, this is a, a one I haven't seen, but I heard it was
1: horrible.
0: Yep, uh, nominated for best motion picture of the year and best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Max Van Sydow. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Next up is, uh, where are we at here?
1: 2012's Cloud Atlas. Uh,
0: I have seen it. Not going on the list. Have you seen this one? I have. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's definitely, oh, it feels like it's three hours, which it is. This is the Wachowskis, isn't it? Uh, I think you're right, actually. I think uh, I was talking to somebody about the Wachowskis the other day, and uh, this came up in conversation. I remember being at least interested by the concept of it, but, uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, an iconic Hank's performance.
1: No, no. Next up, Captain
0: Phillips. This is it's one of my favorite Hank's performances. Um, well, I already gave my opinion on this movie. What, what do you think about it? Uh, I enjoyed this movie. I saw it in theaters
1: and I agree that uh, that la- that last scene, the medical exam is a
0: powerhouse performance. It's it. It rocked me. It rocked me. I, I would contend that while his performance with the entire movie is quite good, that scene is in contention for the best Hank scene of all time. For that reason, I would like to submit it for nomination.
1: I won't argue with it for the nominations. I'll be shocked if this makes the Hall of Fame, though.
0: All right. That's fair. But We had a I, big gap there between uh, Road to Perdition and Captain Phillips.
1: I know. <laughs> but I, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, saving Mr. Banks.
0: I've not seen it actually. Uh, he plays Walt Disney. Oh God! So it's... Tom Hanks has to play an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can't. I can't nominate it. Okay, I'm okay with that. Bridge of Spies. Um, I really like this movie. Me it's- too. It's not gonna go, uh, not gonna go on the nomination list. But I've been looking for an excuse to rewatch this one too. Actually, it's, it's. I, I liked it. Uh, I remember complaining to you that I didn't necessarily love everything about the ending, but I, it's a, it's a fun little movie. Because it's like Lord of the Rings and has sixteen endings. Yeah, and also just, well, we could do a Bridge of Spies episode on this. But I, I've got problems with the ending for this movie. Right. But the movie itself is excellent. Okay. Ithaca. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Uh, A Hologram for the King. Never seen it. Never seen it. Cool. Sully. Uh, didn't wind up seeing it, actually.
1: That's too bad. It's really good.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, Clint Eastwood in the director's chair, right? Yep. 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 Um. Are you being an airplane right now, or are you holding it over? I am.
1: I'm <laughs> contemplating... Nominating it, but kind of looking at the fourteen films we already have nominated, I don't think it would make the first round of cuts, and so I'd just be kind of adding time into the debate, anyways. Yeah. So I'm gonna pass on Sully, but it's probably the hardest pass I have to make.
0: Damn. Okay. Well, like I look, admire... look,
1: looking at all the movies that we didn't nominate, the Sully is the is the hardest one for me not to nominate. I, I just want to put that out there. I, okay. I would I would nominate it, but the thing is, is that I have other films that I'm going to have to fight pretty hard for, and Sully would easily fall by the wayside. Okay. All right. Inferno, that's part of the Robert Langdon. The Circle, haven't seen it, heard I it's heard bad. I heard
0: that was a steaming turd. Yeah,
1: yeah, haven't seen it, heard it's bad. Okay.
0: It breaks my heart that even Tom Hanks can be in bad movies. Yeah, everybody has bad movies. Except Daniel Day-Lewis.
1: No, didn't we say he has that movie nine. Oh right. That's but I haven't true, okay. I haven't seen it, so I can't say if it was bad or not. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay.
0: Uh The Post. Uh pretty good movie. I'm pretty sure uh, we last time we talked about the Post was in our first episode ever. Yeah. Uh, this made uh, because, your guess, didn't it? Yeah, it was my number ten. I think in retrospect I'd have to bump it for Ladybird, but uh yeah, I I this is Good movie, not going on the list. I keep wanting to revisit this badly. Mm-hmm. I well, I mean tr- it's Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep and Steven Spielberg, so yeah. I mean when I when I saw that line I thought it was like damn this is gonna be good. And it was. Yeah. So it definitely was. Oh mm-hmm. and don't forget Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Better call Saul. Yeah. And then a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, I'm gonna say probably not just because it's so new. Uh, did you wind up seeing this? No. Oh, I did actually see it. Um it's I'm not mad that it didn't get nominated for Best Picture or anything like that. It, it was such a strong year for movies as we talked about in our last few episodes. I do think it is it has the potential to go down as a really quintessential Tom Hanks role just because him and Fred Rogers are both like fatherly symbols to America. And they're both um, they both have reputations as being super nice guys and things like that. But I think with it just being only not even a year old, I, I think it would be uh, a mistake to qualify it as one of his most famous roles.
1: So you're f- you you feel that maybe like in five, six years people are going to look back on this as one of his, one of his big, big time roles.
0: Yeah. Purely just because the casting of it is so perfect mm-hmm. with Hit with him being America's dad and Fred Rogers being so important to kids all around the world, um, and both of them having similar personas, I, I genuinely think this could uh, this could go down as like a defining Hanks role. Even though, in my opinion, the movie itself is like B plus here, like it's not quite like Oscar tier, but it's like it's pretty good. Fair enough.
1: Okay, so we're all caught up.
0: That's that's his whole filmography. Okay, so. Uh, we we have, have what? One, two, three, four. We have Do you 14. Want me just read the, you want me to read the list? Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, okay, so we have these following nominations. Uh, Splash, Big, A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, The Toy Story Franchise, That Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, You've Got Mail, Castaway, Road to Perdition, and Captain Phillips. Okay. So that's, you said 14 you counted? I have 14, yep. And okay. I have them numbered, so I know it's 14. Okay, I do not have the numbered, so I will take your word for it. Okay. All right. So I, I think first first order of business I think should be to uh, to pit um, you've got mail and Sleepless in Seattle against each other. Manny, I'm gonna make you make the Sophie's choice. Or or do you have do you have a way you'd like to do this yourself?
1: No, I I love it. I love that you just took charge like that. I'm. I think I okay. Think
0: you've got mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Something's got to go.
1: So basically, what you're saying uh, are you saying, you know what? I'm gonna let's let's do this. Okay, I'm gonna do this, and then I have an idea.
0: Okay, Okay, you you do what you gotta do.
1: I'm I'm going to drop. You've got mail. Okay. While I think. While I think that you've got mail is probably a little bit better of a movie than Sleepless in Seattle, I think when people think of tom hanks and romantic comedies they immediately go to sleepless in seattle i think that sleepless in seattle is a more iconic tom hanks movie than you've got mail okay but i think if i'm comparing the two movies head to head i actually think that you've got mail is probably a little bit better but we're talking about hall of fame which movies define tom hanks it's sleepless in seattle over you've got mail so i'm
0: eliminating you've got mail Okay, so that's one of four eliminations we needed to do, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. Where where do you want to go from there?
1: Well, I think the next thing, we got (sighs) to (laughs) have... Okay, I want you to nominate one film to drop, and then I will, if I don't, if I disagree,
0: I will fight for it. Okay. Let me see. Uh, What about? uh, Well, we disagreed a little bit on uh, Road to Perdition. Why don't Why don't you uh, defend that movie one more time? Oh God. Okay. Let's see.
1: Looking at the. Looking at the things. So if I keep Road to Perdition, that I gotta find three others to cut.
0: Not easy. Oh man! Look, I, I think the oh. reason why Road to Perdition was the first thing that came to mind for me <sighs> is, again, I, I I understand the argument that he's playing against type, but I think if we're going career defining, um, this one is more of an outlier than it is a career defining movie. Uh, this this one, while it is an excellent performance, doesn't. Like, when I'm painting the picture of his career, I'm not like, oh, and that, and that one time he did the complete opposite of what he normally does in Road to Perdition. That was what I think about when I think of Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? Yep. I do, sadly. <laughs> I can't. Looking
1: at the rest of these, I don't know. There are a couple ones that I could drop instead of Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. But even then, I think Road to Perdition is still going to be one of the last ones cut. So I think I'm just going to rip the bandaid off now. Okay. Because there's probably, there's another one that I have to really fight for, possibly. You're picking
0: your battles. You're a smart man. I am. Okay,
1: Road to Perdition, (laughs) gone. We got to drop two more. Do it quick, like a bandaid. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to now nominate a movie to drop.
0: Okay, lay it on me.
1: And this will actually, it's not going to cause much of a fight because you haven't seen it. And I'm going to pick Splash. Okay, why do you think Splash should be taken off? I just don't think it's an iconic Tom Hanks role. I really nominated it because it's pretty much his feature film debut, and it was a big hit. But I don't think a lot of people, again, when they think of Tom Hanks, is
0: Splash at top of mind. While the rest of the movies on this list, I feel are. I think when you're defining that era, I think uh, Big and Sleepless in Seattle do a pretty good job of painting the picture of what sort of movies he was in mm-hmm. from, from that sort of period in his life. And Splash um, is again, a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. So I think for that reason, um, maybe Splash isn't necessary. Again, I haven't I haven't seen it, yep. so I, I really can't speak to the quality of the movie, the quality of performance or anything like that. But purely from defining his career, I think Big... Um, Would be considered by a lot of people him like arriving on on the scene as like a movie star. You know what I mean? Totally. So for that reason, I think Splash can be safely eliminated.
1: Okay. We have one more cut to make. Now, I think what we should do is we should both nominate one movie to drop off the list.
0: (laughs) Okay. What do you got?
1: Okay. Uh hold on. Okay, I'm gonna pick that one.
0: Okay, I... I've gotta be very strategic about this. <laughs> <laughs> so if we
1: pick the same one, it's obviously off the list and we're and we and we've done it. We've got the ten. Yep. If we pick two different films, we now have to make our cases.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright. Am I going first? Sure, because I really there's there's a few on there that could. Uh, you you go first. Okay,
1: I nominate Captain Phillips.
0: I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, it's funny. I uh I I don't really want to argue against that thing you do because again I haven't seen it. You said that's his uh, directorial debut. Yeah, yeah, and he wrote so, and directed it. Okay, so I think for that reason alone, um, you probably have a safe argument in in keeping that one on. So I'm going to steer clear of that. Um, so honestly I think the only other ones I would nominate I know you, I was skeptical like, about Apollo 13 you, but you given like, the go ahead, <laughs> given the quality of the movies that are on this list I don't think I have a problem with Apollo 13 being on here I, I think it fits uh, safely on the list so you're in the clear there um, I think the soft spot for me is going to probably be A League of Their Own Interesting. Um, I <clears throat> again the And it's going to be difficult for me to argue against this movie, given that I haven't seen it. But um, the iconic line from this movie is uh, there's no crying in baseball, which is which is fantastic. But I think as baseball fans, we will tend to overvalue this movie. We will tend to overvalue the importance of this because, again, there's no crying in baseball. That's undeniably such an iconic line. Yes. But it's in our circles. I don't know if that's iconic from a movie perspective. It is. It is. It is. Even people Isn't?
1: that are not. Yes, it is. If there's, there are people that don't even follow baseball. They know that line, where I can tell you, people don't even know a fucking thing about Captain Phillips.
0: Yeah, but you know what Captain Phillips does have is crying. <laughs> <laughs> there's no crying in baseball, but there is crying in Captain Phillips. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's seriously um like. In my opinion, post-2000, in all the movies that we went through, um, we had a big gap, like I said, between uh, Road to Perdition and Captain Phillips. It can be argued that Captain Phillips is the best Tom Hanks performance in the last 20 years. And that's, that's all the fantastic movies we just listed. I think there's a very solid case that Captain Phillips is the best Tom Hanks performance in the last 20 years. Um, it's not just the crying scene, it, it's the, the leadership that uh, Richard Phillips shows... Uh, it's, uh, the improvisation that he has when dealing with his captors. Um, it, it, he shows how smart he is, how composed he is. And then that final scene is just like him breaking down. Finally, once spoiler alert, once he's safe, um, it's based on real life events. You can't spoil real life events. I, I, have I've always found that final scene so cathartic and it's, it's also a result of the construction of the movie. Why am I wrong? Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're wrong because we're talking about Hall of Fame Tom Hanks films. I don't argue at all that it's probably his best performance the last 20 years that I've seen. You did say recently that his role as Fred Rogers is probably going to start, as time goes by, it's going to be looked back as iconic. A League of Their Own is already an iconic performance and movie by Tom Hanks. Everybody knows that movie. Everybody knows that movie.
0: I would like to uh, present to the jury, uh, Exhibit A, uh, a quote from Mr. Tom Hanks himself Yes. uh, when talking about how he chooses projects. Okay. Quote, since A League of Their Own, it can't just be another movie for me. It has to get me going somehow. End quote. Clearly, he did not have the emotional connection to this role and did not consider it in as high regard uh, as he does some of his other ones. And since then he has continued to pick out uh, important roles like in all of his Spielberg films and in Captain Phillips.
1: We're not talking about Tom Hanks' performance. We're not talking about his opinion on his own films. He's an artist that looks at his own stuff and doesn't even think he's that good. We're (laughs) talking about what people, when they see Tom Hanks, what are the ten things on his plaque in the Hall of Fame? Captain Phillips, if Captain Phillips is on there over League of Their Own, the people will burn the Hall of Fame to the ground.
0: Yeah, but all you have from a league of their own is there's no crying in baseball. That's the only thing. And we have a great Tom Hanks performance and a great, fun movie. <sighs> See, you have a very unfair advantage having seen both of these. I'd just like to point that out.
1: <laughs> yes, and so I'm coming from a informed position. while well, you are
0: not. I I disagree. I think I'm coming from a partially informed position. <laughs> you are <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I will probably have to concede this one simply for the fact that I haven't seen A League of Their Own. However, if we watch this movie at the beginning of baseball season and it is not exceptional, I'm going to be livid with you, Manny <laughs> Manuel. I'm going to be just absolutely upset that you made me cut Captain Phillips from this list.
1: Did we just confirm that we're now going to make this the movie we're watching for our baseball movie this think, year then? I think it has to be I, now. I agree. I think it has to be now.
0: It absolutely has to because you need to clear your name because <laughs> I, I'm not going to get over this until I watch this movie and it exceeds my expectations.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is that we are taking Captain Phillips off the list. So we have our 10 Tom Hanks Hall of Fame films.
0: Yeah, against the uh, against the good judgment of Mr. Tom Hanks himself, uh, we are taking Captain Phillips off the list. All right. Because cause I couldn't be bothered to watch a Tom Hanks movie from the 90s this week. Which, if I'm not mistaking, I told you to do.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I gave you the opportunity to come into this
0: as well-informed as possible, and you chose not to. Uh, that is incorrect. I chose to, in the spirit of this episode, Manny— nope. Nope. Appreciate nope. the work that Tom Hanks puts into his craft. Instead and what, of- In that moment, when given the decision, Manny, I chose to watch what I felt was the best performance he has given in the last 20 years. In... Was it strategically the best move? Probably not. But, did I find it to be one of the best performances I've seen in recent memory? I absolutely did. So, so in, in I st- chose <laughs> my enjoyment over my ego, Manny. That's not ego. What you're you're saying what you're saying is completely wrong. You
1: made a decision to rewatch something you've already seen instead of instead of tackling something that you hadn't which would give you a much broader and more informed sense so you could adequately do your job as a podcaster properly. Do my
0: job? Who's Are you paying me for this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fuck are you talking about do my job? Your job as a podcaster and as a provider of content to our listeners is your responsibility to come in as informed as possible and yeah, instead of doing of so here. as fuck instead of, of doing so you chose to <laughs> i'm already gonna watch something i've already seen instead of maybe looking back at something
0: i haven't manny my understanding of the structure of this episode which was all your idea by the way i'm just along for the ride here you're the mastermind behind this all so my understanding of, of the format of this episode was that it would be a celebration. One of the greatest actors of our generation
1: and we are celebrating it by putting a league of their own in the hall of fame
0: and with that in mind i chose to also celebrate him in my own way by watching captain phillips which is an exceptional movie which everyone should go see
1: awesome so basically <laughs> what i'm gonna do is the next time we do a hall of fame i'm going to give you homework assignments and make you watch stuff I'm going to strategically plan out the movies I pick for our uh, our palate cleansers as ones that we'll tie into, so you'll come into the next Hall of Fame well-informed and, and prepared for the, the episode. There's
0: not enough time in the world for me to watch all of the movies that you want me to watch.
1: <laughs> I keep adding to the list in the hopes that you'll stick around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, that was a bloodbath. That was an absolute bloodbath. All right. So we have done it sam and i have come to a agreement on the 10 hall of fame Tom hanks films would you like me to list them sam or would you i would love for you to list them maybe. okay tom hanks hall of fame big a league of their own sleepless in seattle philadelphia forrest gump apollo 13 the toy story franchise that thing you do, saving Private Ryan, and Castaway.
0: Now, why'd you have to why'd you have to say League of Their Own like that, Manny? Why'd I, you have to say it like that? I I don't know. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> really twist the knife on that one. I really did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, that wraps up the Tom Hanks Hall of Fame discussion. But before we go out quick recap of the episode 14. Sam, what's your favorite Tom Hanks performance? Not your favorite Tom Hanks movie, mm-hmm. but your favorite performance by Tom Hanks.
0: Well, uh, it is a captain, but it is not Phillips. It is uh, it is Captain Miller from, uh, from Saving Private Ryan. The depth that he gives to that performance and the number of scenes that he just absolutely steals the show. Um, it's one of the best performances of all time, in my opinion, not just from Tom Hanks, just in general. And it's in a movie that's uh, one of both of our favorites, one that we've talked about on the show before. Uh, It's exceptional. Yeah.
1: Uh, My favorite Tom Hanks performance is his performance uh, in Big. I love that movie. I grew up with that movie. It's it's just there's so many great scenes. It's the first time he was nominated for an Oscar, and it just really resonates with me. I, I love him in Big.
0: Cool. Love that.
1: Alright. Uh, Sam, uh, Hall of Fame done. What did you think of the episode?
0: It was a, it was a, fun, it was a fun episode. Loved the format. Um, I'm going to get over the fact that you were mean to me. Um, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep tonight. Was mean. Um, I, I lost yet another argument to you. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I won an argument against you. I can't. Um, it's two
1: weeks in the future.
0: I think uh, my problem is that I'm just too nice of a person, and I, uh, I concede points too easily uh you on the other hand are a natural asshole so uh you're you're just you're just that much better naturally at this kind of format so uh i I just concede too easily what can i say
1: Uh, so what we're saying is perhaps for hall of fame episodes we should try and have a guest on
0: yeah exactly to uh to mediate yes i
1: think (laughs) i think having a guest on the hall of fame
0: episode would add a whole other wrinkle that, I don't know how anyone would get a word in edgewise. I've, I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I, th- I think I'm going to try and plan a hall of fame episode with a guest. God, that would, that would be better to do in person. I think, Oh, that'd be so much fun to do in purpose <laughs> in person for sure. Uh,
1: okay. So that wraps up our first ever hall of fame episode. I would love to hear your guys's feedback on it. Did you like it? Did you not? What changes do you think we should make? What else? What ideas do you have? Do you have ideas on episodes? Let us know. You can send me or, and Sam uh, a message on Instagram or Twitter at sam__manny__movie underscore underscore or email us at sammannymoviepodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook at the Samuel Emanuel Movie Podcast. We love to hear from you. We love your guys' feedback. We love, we, well, we love all of you that are listening. We love everything about it. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes if you give us that five-star rating. And a positive review will increase the profile of our lovely little podcast. Remember to subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Luminary. We love you guys. This was a lot of fun, Sam. Thank you so much for joining me for the Samuel Emanuel Movie Podcast. I'm Manny Manuel.
0: There's no crying in baseball, but there is crying on the Samuel Emanuel Movie Podcast. I'm Sam Reimer.
1: Adios.